bring you greetings in the name of the Lord this, this morning. You can uh, turn in your Bibles to um, Hebrews, the third chapter. I've, uh, and while you're turning to that, I'll say just a few things about this message this morning. Um, uh, for one thing, I didn't. Uh, I, I thought of Dennis uh, here the other Sunday. He had a message, and uh, it was the same thing as a Sunday school lesson, and uh, that was inadvertent for him. But uh, uh, it turned out that was a good message, and we learned some additional things. I thought I was safe th- uh, for this message, but. As we looked at the Sunday School lesson, I realized that it's very closely related. The, um, another thing, a couple other things about this message. Uh, this has been, uh, I guess you'd say, in the incubation stage for some time. I thought of this and uh, been planning for this uh, for quite a while. Uh, probably for a couple reasons. Uh, one is that uh, now there's four of us and I don't get to preach quite as often. Uh, the other thing is that uh, this, is, this message is, is somewhat negative and I, uh, I don't want to apologize for that but uh, just to say that I'm not uh, it's not the kind of message that I'd like to preach and yet, uh, for some time I felt uh, the Lord needed me in this direction. Uh, uh, this is uh, it was somewhat of a difficult message for me to get together. And uh, maybe it's just a bit hard to preach. And so I covet your prayers. <coughs> I'd like to read the text verses. These are not, I won't be preaching completely from these verses, but this is just a somewhat of a springboard. Uh, Hebrews 3, verse 12 and 13. It says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. The title of my message this morning is Deceitfulness of Sin. Some reasons for this message. Uh, The society in which we live in, their attitude towards sin has become more and more tolerable. It's... uh, And this has had an impact on on uh, Christianity, especially nominal Christianity. Uh, churches like uh, some of our some these big mega churches and and uh, churches like uh, Mark described this morning, it has had an impact on that. <coughs> and uh, I have a concern that we, as God's people, do not become affected by this attitude. 
where sin becomes uh, soft to us. It seemed like uh, too much of Christianity in our uh, day uh, sin is well and, and uh, even people that may be close to us and that we know well uh, sin is uh, somewhat just a a bump in the road a little bit like a speed bump in a parking lot you know you slow down you can get over it and there's nothing and um, you go on and uh, to many Christians so called Christians that's uh, an attitude towards sin it's, it's just simply a little bump in the road and you're past it and the grace of God uh, has gotten you over it and you go on and to until you get to the next point. But uh, I guess I'm here this morning to tell you that sin is not a bump in the road. Sin is a barrier. It's a barrier that bars us from heaven. And so, and I think that's why we need to uh, be careful that the uh, attitude that is... uh, that has taken over the world and society and the attitude that has taken over much of Christendom does not come become an attitude that we uh, that affects us that it it would uh, cause us to to stumble or be deceived by sin Jesus said take heed that no man deceive you and uh, he gives much warning about and that we take heed and that we be not deceived. And especially as we come to to uh, the latter days, the time just prior to the coming of the Lord Jesus, there will be much deception and much uh, um, that will uh, lead astray. It says even the very elect, if it were possible. And so this is my prayer and my aim for this message that we uh, realize that sin is a very serious thing and we do not get caught in the norm of uh, the day in Christendom I'd like to read several uh, lists of sins in the Bible and like I say this this is uh, somewhat negative I don't want to apologize for that. I want to end up in, in um, on a positive note. So just stay with me. Uh, first of all, I'll turn to Romans for uh, Romans one. These are will be quite familiar. These uh, scriptures. Romans one verse. 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, implacable, unmerciful, 
who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them another very familiar one in the Proverbs the Old Testament this is Proverbs uh, 6 in the Old Testament when you uh, when you read of something that God hates or you read of something that's an abomination to God it's, it's something we need to pay attention to and uh, that script, this scripture is like that. Verse 16 says, These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. And heart that deviseth wicked imagination, feet that be swift to running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Turn to uh, Galatians. Galatians 5.19 Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Of the which I tell you, for as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And then Ephesians 5. I think these perhaps are in our Sunday school lesson. Or worse, just something like them. Uh, Ephesians 5. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger or unclean person nor a covetous man who is an idolatry hath any part, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. <clears throat> these are uh, lists of sin- things uh, or of sins in the, uh, that we have in the Bible, and I didn't read them all. There are other, there could be other lists, other uh, places that mention these and uh, the same things. <clears throat> I think Brother Lynn mentioned uh, the thought that uh, these things are not new. Uh, they're uh, uh, things that uh, we see in our society today uh, are things that have been in the past. Uh, we see some of these same things that it's, it lists here in the Bible. <clears throat> and it seems like uh, all through the history of the church there has been this, this um, uh, lists or things that are, um, that are contrary to the will of God. 
There are, um, in the history of the church, there's been uh, what's called the seven deadly sins. And um, <clears throat> just some history of that uh, that I found. Um, what are the seven deadly sins? The seven deadly sins are a list of rebellious tendencies that affect fallen humanity, so classified by traditional Orthodox Christianity. And the purpose of this list, then, is uh, they have been used to uh, summarize the condition of fallen humanity for the purpose of education and edification in Christian living. The, they've, uh, this, uh, this list of uh, seven deadly sins was first uh, uh, started by a monk uh, uh, back in the 4th century and um, uh, his, his list I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a list here on the board but uh, his list included the following sins gluttony, uh, fornication, prostitution greed, pride uh, sadness and uh, the reason he put sadness in that was envy it's a, um, a sadness for another's good fortune uh, was his definition of envy. <clears throat> In uh, 590, another uh, Catholic pope revised this list, and this became the one that we, we recognize today as the seven deadly sins. And uh, you might think, well, this was a was a Catholic thing. But um, I notice here what it says, um, the first one that thought up this list, or uh, compiled this list, he noticed in his own day they were behaviors which undoubtedly were and are still present in other times and places. And so, like Brother Lynn said, these, these things are not new. And uh, I had thought of asking you to uh, help me with this list. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to make the list, and I'm going to show you, uh, I have a little exercise to help you remember what they are. Um, and I'll use this a little later on in the message as well. seven deadly sins is right here. There are plagues. 
they should be avoided Just um, a few uh, just simple definitions here of uh, what this is. Uh, pride is inordinate self-esteem. And we'll be looking at uh, a, a little more of these uh, a little later. Uh, lust uh, intense or unbridled sexual desire. Uh, this list is uh, uh, lust is sexual desire. Secondly, lust is a desire for other things like um, money or power. It can be lust. Um, anger. Strong and vengeful anger. Uh, out of control anger. Inside is fueled by hate. Outside is manifested through verbal and or physical violence. Uh, greed. Definition for that is selfish. These are all. These are first ones are are uh, like from Webster's dictionary. Uh, greed. A selfish and excessive desire for more of something. Then is needed. We talked about it this morning. Brother Dennis mentioned, "What is covetousness? Are we? Uh, do we have a selfish and excessive desire uh, for more of something than uh, what really is needed?" <coughs> uh, another part of the definition: excess, stress on lack of trust, for future provisions uh, stress on taking from those in need especially the poor this is all definitions of greed uh, gluttony or uncontrolled eating uh, excess in eating or drinking an emphasis on overindulgence uh, stress on uh, lacking trust for future provisions Stress on taking from those in need, especially the hungry. Uh, Paul talks about uh, those whose God is their belly. Uh, those things that are, are wrong in that way. Uh, where are we at? Envy? Envy. Painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another. Joined with a desire to possess the same advantage, and that's why this first uh, monk, when his he mentioned sadness, sadness at another's good fortune, uh, that describes envy. We are envious of uh, others that have a good fortune, <coughs> and then sloth. Um, it says in the New Testament, not, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You go into the book of Proverbs and you can read down through there and talks of uh, the um, disadvantages or the, uh, the wrongness of those who are slothful. The dictionary definition, uh, disinclination to action or labor. 
And uh, another part of the definition, uh, laziness, uh, primarily spiritual. I mentioned that uh, it says not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, in spirit, in spiritual things, being fervent, not uh, not uh, lazy. Um, to not have, not be spiritually lazy, but to be diligent. <clears throat> and so, how does society look at these these uh, seven deadly sins now? Uh, I have a, a article here by a man named Frank Ferdy. He he. Um, he says he's a humanist, but uh, I liked his his take on uh, the seven deadly sins. And uh, this is uh, you may have remembered oh quite a number of years ago. I uh, I mentioned this article in one of my messages. Uh, here's what he says. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but just uh, uh, just something that shows us how society looks at sin in our day. Uh, he says, Once upon a time there were seven deadly sins. They were called deadly because they led to spiritual death and therefore to damnation. Uh, the seven sins were and are, and he made, does this list. And, uh, and now all of them, he says, with the exception of pride, have become medical conditions. Pride has become a virtue. Uh, a secular society always feels uncomfortable with the moral ima uh, imagination associated with the seven deadly sins. The Enlightenment replaced the idea of sin, which is deemed to be an offense against God, with the idea of crime, which is an offense against other people. But the rationalists still shared with religion the re relief that individuals are responsible for their wrongdoing. However, these days, we do not simply feel estranged from a religious universe. We also find it difficult to attribute the act of sinning to human behavior. Today, the not uh, notion of personal guilt, which underpins the concept of the seven deadly sins, exists only in ridicule. That is why Western culture can only make sense of the act of sinning as a symptom of a regrettable psychological disease. Actions that were once denounced as sin are no longer interpreted through the vocabulary of morality, but are diagnosed through the language of therapy. The deadly sins have become behavioral problems that require treatment rather than pu punishment. Um, and I'm here to say, and uh, if you don't remember anything else I've said, remember this. Uh, sin is not dealt with by therapy. Sin is dealt with by the blood of Jesus. And uh, therapy will not cure a person of sin. There needs to be salvation through Jesus. Uh, they are no longer sinners. Only addictive personalities uh, take lust. Those who would have previously been called lustful are now described as addicted to sex and need therapy. Um, gluttony has also been transformed, uh, transformed 
into an addiction. Gluttons are no longer gorge themselves. They are simply suffering from one of a variety of eating disorders. Anger is deemed to be some, by some to be the most powerful emotional addition, addiction. Um, conditions such as road rage, computer rage, trolley rage, golf rage, and air rage suggest that diseases can afflict the individual in diverse settings. Uh, the therapeutic lobby claims that the solution to this emotional addiction is the application of stress or anger management techniques. Um, uh, greed and envy have been recast as the inevitable con uh, consequence of modern consumer society. These are all different um, ideas that are afloat in counseling sessions and uh, things that where they try to uh, get people re, um, rehabilitated, I guess, in, uh, in these things that the Bible calls sin. Uh, sloth has become medicalized. Conditions such as chronic fatigue continue to invite people to make sense of their lassitude through a medical label. And finally, we come to what the church considered to be the most deadly of the seven sins, pride. Of all the seven deadly sins, pride's the only one that has been completely rehabilitated. That's why pride is never diagnosed as a disease. <coughs> These days, virtually every social and psychological problem is blamed on lowest self-esteem. The solution to poor educational performance, teenage pregnancy, anorexia, crime or homelessness is to raise the self-esteem of the victim. And uh, I had a, an article I got years ago in U.S. News and World Report uh, by John Leo, Let's Lower Our Self-Esteem is the title. And uh, he, he goes into, I'm not going to read that, but he goes into the idea that uh, these studies on uh, students who are, have low self-esteem and uh, don't think well of themselves are very poor students, and the ones that are, are pumped up and built up are, are better students and get better grades. But he, said, uh, he says in that article, and if you want that, I can, I can let you read that, but uh, he says that... Uh, those uh, those kind of studies have have not proven that that's true. That uh, actually some uh, some of the students that are have poor self-esteem uh, end up having better grades than the ones who are pumped up and and uh, and uh, encouraged to think well of themselves. <coughs> How many of you use uh, Hall's cough drops? Do you ever read the labels or read the, the wrapping? It's kind of a uh, that was an eye opener to me when I was studying this message. Uh, these wrappers are filled with uh, well, it says there's a pep talk in every drop. 
These are just some of the things it says on the wrappers of your Hall's cough drop. Go get it. Bet on yourself. Tough as your middle name. Flex your can-do muscle. Seize the day. Be unstoppable. Impress yourself today. Take charge and mean it. It's yours for the taking. Nothing you can't handle. And here's one. Inspire envy. High-five yourself. Power through. Put a little strut in it. These are all, that's what I copied off of these wrappers. Um, it's supposed to be pumping up your self-esteem. Thinking well of yourself. Um, catering to pride, if you have you want to know what I think. And uh, these are not things that will lead to a proper life of success. They, uh, they may be successful in, a person like that may be successful in the world's view, in the world's way of thinking, but uh, it's not the Bible way to a life of success. Here's what Jesus says. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now for the positive part. Turn with me to Galatians 5 again. We were there the last ones. And I'm going to read right on from where I left off. I guess that was in Ephesians. Okay, Galatians 5. I finished up by saying, They which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The next word is but. The spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Again, such there is no law. Philippians 4. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are, are pure, whatsoever things are good, uh, are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And in Colossians 3. Starting at verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all things, these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which... 
also you're called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and uh, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. <clears throat> in, um, in the Middle Ages, uh, the teaching was that uh, there was uh, seven virtues. And these were in contrast or in op opposite to uh, seven deadly sins. And uh, to follow these seven uh, virtues was a means of, of uh, perhaps not being tempted to, to fall into these sins. I'm going to write these on, instead of pride was humility. for the poor, poor writing. I'm not a, I'm not a good blackboard uh, deal. So what is our attitude then toward sin? Have we been uh, affected by society's attitude toward it? Have we been uh, as our our idea has been colored uh, by that. Let me read once again the text verses in closing. And that's in Hebrews 3. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And then especially this verse. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened 
through the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is very deceitful. It can it can catch us unaware. It can sneak up behind us and all of a sudden we're caught if we're not careful. And so we need to um, exhort one another. And that's what I've been trying to do this morning. To exhort us to uh, not be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin.